Welcome to Everything Co-op, bringing you information on how cooperatives can help improve your quality of life. This show is being sponsored by the National Co-op Bank, NCB. The NCB is dedicated to strengthening communities nationwide for the delivery of banking and financial services for the nation's cooperatives, their members, and other socially responsible organizations. For more information on the power of community ownership, visit ncb.coop. That's ncb.coop. Now stay tuned for your host, Vernon Oaks. Good morning. Welcome to Everything Cooperative this beautiful Thursday day. I'm in Washington, D.C. The sun is up. I think we're going to have an 84-degree weather this day. It's a wonderful day, and I had the total pleasure, opportunity to talk to Ms. Sarajana Sarikoski, who is from Finland. She's a corporate affairs to the SOK Corporation. Good morning, Sarajana. Good morning, Vernon, and good morning, USA and Washington. <laughs> Thank you. And where Hello are you? from Helsinki, Finland. Helsinki, Finland. Oh, thank you for being on the show with me this morning. How did I do it in pronouncing your name? My name is Mariana Sarikoski. You did it quite well. Marjana? Okay. Mariana Sarikoski. Mariana. Like, not, Mary, not Mary and not Mary, like Mary Jane. Mariana. Mariana. <laughs> you can thank call me Mariana. Yeah. Thank you, Mariana. I got it. Thank you. Very good. So tell me about how you got into co-ops. How I got into co-ops, it's a long I graduated from the University of Tampere almost 40 years ago, and I left my, my thesis and, and got a traineeship place in, in a cooperative, in a consumer cooperative in Helsinki. So our cooperatives have a management trainee program, which takes two years' time, and I started work there. So since 39 years I've been working in Sidesco, which is a consumer cooperative group here in Finland. Okay. Mainly operating in retail and, and service sector. So you came right out of college into the co-op world. So did you know about co-ops before you went to college? Did you study co-ops in college? Unfortunately not. I have studied law, corporate law, but not Company law, yes, but no, no cooperative law. So we do have one of the oldest cooperative laws in, in the world. The cooperative law in Finland was, came up in 1901, but we didn't study it at the university level then. Nowadays, it's a bit more, but not then. So, and of course, I knew cooperatives because, uh, because we, had, we had been shopping in my family, we had been shopping in cooperative shops, so I knew cooperatives a bit, but but I hadn't studied cooperative. So I'd even say, though I I studied business. Okay, so most of the people in the U.S. do not know about co-ops. I didn't know anything about co-ops growing up. I didn't shop in any. I did not study them. I got a master's in business, and I didn't study co-ops. It was never even mentioned in my MBA program. So. You're having your family buying your food from co-op. You had a sense of what a co-op was. Okay. So you got this job. They put you in management training, and you did that for a couple years. And so how has that been working in that company? How has that been for you? It has been a good journey for me, and it has also been another university degree. 
I would say, because just when working in a cooperative, I learned what it means to be a cooperative, what kind of business, what are the values and what are the principles of the cooperatives. So the whole world opened to me when working in a cooperative. But, but you had it right. It's not so common in Finland even. So people don't know what does it mean, a cooperative business model. So it's not so well known in Finland either. Mm. Even though we are one of the most cooperative countries in the world. So how many people in Finland with in your population? Finland, we are a small country. 5.5 million people living in Finland. So we are a very, very small country. But but imagine that uh, the Finns, they do have uh, approximately 7.4 million memberships in cooperatives, in all kinds of cooperatives altogether. So 5.5 million people live and 7.4 million cooperative memberships altogether. That means that uh, Finns are members usually in more than one cooperative. So how many co-ops do you belong to? I myself, I belong to three Three cooperatives. So of course, I'm I'm a member of the consumer cooperative S Group, and then I'm also a member of a cooperative bank, and also member of a cooperative mutual insurance company. So I have three. But uh, but if you are, let's say, a farmer, it's easy for you to have ten memberships because you are a member in in a cooperative bank usually you have insurances in a mutual insurance company then of course you are member of your agricultural field cooperative let's say dairy cooperative for example you may belong to a water cooperative and you may also be a member of a data cooperative so living in a countryside there you may have more easily more than three memberships Okay, so I'm a member of about five co-ops, but that's after I've started working in co-ops and understanding the benefits of them. I live in a housing co-op. I, I do my banking with a credit union, so that's our financial banking institution. I belong to about three food co-ops. I belong to the Federation of Southern Co-ops, which is black farmers mainly, but co-ops. So there are six right there, and I'm missing one. Okay, so but I love co-ops. But let me find out why. What is it about co-ops that you love? What I love in co-ops, of course, in my case, I'm I'm working in a cooperative. So so I love my my S group possibilities as a as a worker as a, an employee. But uh, what what is the most important thing for a co-op member? I think that. Uh, People do join to a cooperative in order to get benefits out of it. So I would say that uh, every cooperative leader has to be in mind, keep in mind that the cooperative is there to benefit the members of the cooperative. So I would say that it's the benefits the cooperatives are offering to its members. That is the most important for a member. So what are some of those benefits that what are the benefits you get from banking in a co-op of course uh, for me it's easier to to tell you about uh, consumer cooperative but the benefits are in 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 a bank or in a consumer cooperative in a, in retailing the benefits are the services you are getting let's say from a bank what kind of services your your family or you yourself need from a bank you you of course you want 
the banking services to be suitable for your needs. And when thinking about the consumer cooperative in, in retailing, of course, I, I don't want to be a member in a cooperative, a retailing cooperative. I cannot find the products I need in my everyday household from my cooperative. So the products and services the consumer cooperatives are offering to their members, they are the most important thing. And when I say products, I, I mean that, of course, I mean products. But at the same time, I also mean that the pricing has to be reasonable. So I don't want to buy overprices for my cooperative. The pricing has to be reasonable and, and I have to get the products I need so that I don't have to use many shops. I want to get all the products for my family from one shop. That makes my life easier. And in, in our case, what are the benefits? Uh, my cooperatives, they pay you bonus according to your shoppings, according to your monthly shoppings. And what is bonus? Bonus is money back from your shoppings. So if I, if I use more than 900 euros in a month in uh, consumer cooperatives of escrow, I will get 5% money back from my shopping. And that money goes into my bank account. That's not points. Uh, many people are asking uh, when they know the loyalty programs, the, the very, very common loyalty programs of, of retailers, but I will get points. What is the point? In our case, you don't get points, you get money. <laughs> okay. From your shoppings, and you can use that money wherever you want. I would save the money in order to travel to the Washington, let's say. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to use the money in in our shops, in in the cooperative shops. I can use it everywhere I want. That is the most important benefit my cooperatives is. So it depends on the products or services that the company gives you, okay? That's your consumer co-op. And that consumer co-op, the S co-op, they are uh, food co-ops, like grocery stores, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're market leader in groceries. Yeah. So it's the market leader of food co-ops in Finland. And you want to make sure that as a member, when you go to shop, they have the products you need at a okay. price that you can afford or the lowest possible price, not a gouging kind of a price. And reasonable the, price matching the quality. Reasonable price matching the quality. Right. Sometimes I may uh, sometimes I may choose the lowest price, but sometimes I want the, the premium price for premium product. So the price level has to match the quality and it has to be reasonable. I I Sometimes I say that the cooperative has to make profit. True. And people are confused because they say that that's a cooperative. A cooperative is a, a non-profit. I say no. If the cooperative wants to be in a business for a long time, it has to have money to develop the services they are offering. And if you don't make profit, you don't. You don't. You are not able to develop your services. Sorry. So, that's all. <laughs> we we, we got to go into our first break, but the points you're making are phenomenal. So when we come back, we want to talk about that. 
you really want to join a co-op because of the products and the service you get, the quality that you get, the price that you get, and you get up, you get to share in the profits because you get this 5% money back is what the, what it is. In some places in the U.S., you get money back based on how much of a profit there is and how much the board decides you will get back. We're going to come back and we're going to continue the conversation to get more into what is the S Co-op. And then from there, how did they work uh, throughout COVID? We'll be right back. Please don't touch that dial. Welcome back, everybody. This is Vernon Oaks, and the program is Everything Cooperative. We are talking to Marjana from Finland, who has been working for the same company for 40 years, right out of college. That's the S Group. They provide their product is groceries, mainly, but we're going to talk more about that in this segment, what they provide, what kind of products. She has said that the reasons uh, that she likes co-ops is because the benefits that the co-ops provide to the members. Those benefits look like what is the product and offering it at a reasonable price. Sometimes she will pay more for a product if she wants a better quality, and sometimes she'll buy the, the lowest price product. And uh, they get to get a benefit back, which is one of the principles of cooperation think is the third principle is normally a fee to join in membership and then there's you can get you can uh, share in the profits and they get five percent money back to, that's money goes into her bank account okay so those are some of the benefits let's let me ask you what is the s co-op and what are the services and the products that the s co-op provide for for you and the other folks in finland regional consumer cooperatives of s group they are mainly working in retailing, as I mentioned earlier, and we are also a very big player in hospitality business. So we have 58 hotels all over Finland, also one in Estonia, in Tallinn, and then we have uh, hundreds of restaurants, also in food business in, in a way, but, but we are mainly, let's I say, in retailing, and in, in that case we have uh, department stores, so we, we are not selling only groceries, we are also selling durable goods, consumer goods. So we are having department stores, supermarkets, and, and then of course hotels, restaurants, car dealerships as well, and fuel, we are also in fuel service business. So we are gathering quite many needs of ordinary families of Finland. Marjana, your volume is going up and down. I don't know if it's when you're moving or not, but it's going up and down. Um, so Thank you. Then I will keep myself silly. I try. But right now is good. Okay. So yeah. I got that you're, you do retailing. Overall, retailing is what you do. There's grocery stores. There's department stores. There's car dealers. You also provide fuel. And you have 100 restaurants. Hundreds of restaurants. Hundreds, yes. okay. Yeah, yeah, hundreds of restaurants, yes. Um, exactly, yeah. Okay, so you are, you said 5.5 million people in Finland, and you are servicing a lot of them with all of this. Yeah, and we also have a bank of our own. So those, the bonus money our members are getting on a monthly basis, the money, the bonus, 
goes into a bank account in our own bank. And do most of those members then belong to that bank? Yes, yes. Every member has a bank account in, in our own bank. Oh, okay. Because the bonus money goes only to a bank account in our own bank. That's one way. Cannot transfer. We don't pay the bonus money to, uh, let's say, a commercial bank. Bonus money goes always to, to our own bank. And that means that you have an ordinary bank account, a bank account and a bank card with Visa credit possibilities. So that's an excellent way of, of using the sixth principle of cooperation that's uh, co-ops, cooperation among co-ops, so that all of these, all of these consumer co-ops put, put their money into the bank. That helps the deposits of the bank so that the bank then can make more loans to those consumers and then make loans at a lower price because they're probably paying, if they pay interest, a, a lower amount of interest so they can provide a product, a banking product, a banking service at a lower price to those members. It works all around then. Yeah. It works all around. And of course, behind all these services and, and, uh, and retailing, behind all the, the value, you ask about the benefits. One of the benefits, of course, are the cooperative values and cooperative principles, as you mentioned, co-op to co-op trade, for example, open membership. But the, you, don't, you don't always think about the values. Some some of our members are very keen on on having the knowledge what kind of values does your cooperative obey and and of course one of the most important values to my mind is also concern of community so the regional cooperatives they use the money they earn to benefit the society the co the society around the cooperative the society of the members. Concern for community is also very important. So I like the ethical values of cooperation. That's honesty, openness, social responsibility. That's your concern for exactly. And then caring for others. All that caring for others and caring for the community, caring the social aspects of of why you be in business. What is the reason for your being in business? And one is providing good products and services at a reasonable price. And the other one is you're concerned for and then put put effort into making sure you have a better society. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I always say that if you are a private uh, retailer, you are making money for your own family. As a private retailer, you are making money for your own family. You want to buy a new Mercedes every year. You, you want to have a beautiful house and or many houses, summer houses, etc. Mm -hmm. For your own use. So you are not so interested in, in building the society around you. you are, your only aim is to build the life of your own family, of course, of you and of your own family. That is your main concern, if you are a private retailer. But if you are a consumer cooperative on, in retailing, your concern is the society, the members. 
And as I said, of course, the regional consumer cooperative has to make money in order to be able to develop the services because customer needs are changing all the time. You have to be prepared to develop the services. All the money which goes beyond that reasonable profit, you give back to the members. So I just wanted, one of the things I've, I've come up with, and I'd like for you to respond to this. I've come up with, in, in, in my MBA training, all decisions were made on what's the greatest return on investment for the stockholder, that owner you were talking about. You made decisions on what, what, which of these options gave you the biggest return for, your, for the stockholder. So I have it that the three P's that, that capitalist societies are, companies are interested in is profit first, profit second, and profit third. The three P's that co-ops are interested in are people first, that's the members. The planet second, okay, that's the whole society, the whole environment. And then profit third. You have to make a profit to stay in business. So when, yeah, when people say you're a nonprofit, I have nonprofits must make a profit. They have to have more money coming in and going out or they won't stay in business because there's always a change you're talking about and there is inflation and blah, 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 blah. You have to make a profit. But your concern is people first, planet second, or in society, people in society, the planet and the society, and then profits. That's how decisions are made in a co-op, if it's being run like a co-op. Okay. Exactly. Those values exactly. we talked about. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what you're telling me about this. I have a little chart on that. Three Ps. Yeah. Three Ps. I do accept those. And, and that means also that your cooperative has to be competitive on the field it is operating. So you have to be as good or better as your competitor in order to survive. So you have to run the business very successfully, which also includes taking care of the people, the planet, and making a profit. Exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. And uh, to my mind, the sustainable development goals of UN, they are very suitable for cooperatives as well. Say that again. The UN, United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Okay. You kind of mentioned them. They are very suitable for cooperatives as well, because cooperatives are there for, for a long period. We, we used to say here in Finland that uh, if a listed company is talking about three months period, okay. the cooperative is talking about 25 years period. Okay. So the cooperative is there for a long term. That's the sustainability and making decisions. That's one of the things For I like. For a longer best. period than three months. Yeah. And we're going to come back and talk about that 25 years. You mentioned the UN. I want to come back and talk about the UN's happiness index and where Finland has fallen in that. Um, when you came on in 2019, Finland had won the happiest people in the world. The UN had declared in 2018. So I'm going to come back and talk about that. We'll be right back. Your news talk station. Welcome back, everybody. This is Everything Co-op. 
I'm Vernon Oaks, and I'm talking to Marjana from Finland. Today, we've had a great conversation. This program is being brought to you by the National Cooperative Bank. And also, Cabot Creamery has decided to be a financial supporter, and we're really pleased to have them on. NCB's mission is to support and be an advocate for Americans' cooperatives and their members, especially in low-income communities, by providing innovative financial and related services. That's getting to what Majana has been talking about are the benefits or the services that the bank or financial institution has for its members. And Cabot Creamery is one of those milk farmer co-ops where the farmers will bring their milk and Cabot Creamery will add value to the milk by making cheese and other different products. So it's called a marketing co-op or a producer co-op. So we're glad to have Marjana on talking about the benefits of cooperation. And before we took the break, she was saying that the UN sustainability goals match those of the co-op. The co-op makes long-term 25-year decisions where capitalistic groups mainly are focused on three months, particularly those larger organizations. In my experience, Marjana, is the... Larger corps in the U.S. make short-term decisions, both for the investor, the stockholder, but also for management. Management gets bonuses. And right now in larger co-ops, the management company be making 3,000 times what the worker makes, very high amounts of money based on short-term profits. So there's a short-term view, not a long-term sustainable view for the planet. But that's just the opposite for co-ops, and that's what we were talking about. So, Marjana, you like co-ops, love co-ops. You've worked in it for 40 years. You've had one job, so that job must be extremely rewarding. I've had, I don't know, 20 since my college degree (laughs) in the U.S. finding about co-ops. I think I would have loved to have stayed with one company for 40 years. Now, that must be very rewarding to you. Is it very rewarding to you and your family to be in one company all of that time? Yes. In a way, I have been in one company. I have been in one group of companies in, in a way that I've also had, let's say, 20 different jobs during my career. Uh-huh. And that is very beneficial for, from my point of view. I have had opportunities to learn new things and use my my background my history knowledge in in a new job in a new job opportunity in a new career so in in that way i have been very lucky in my career if if i could say in my in my career building okay so i have been working in 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 one big group of companies in different positions and that's something I find very useful. And I'm I'm happy I have had the opportunity to do so. So going now to the UN, the UN has a happy index where they declare every year a country whose people are the happiest people in the world. And just to remind the audience, when you were on in twenty nineteen It was the first year that Finland had won this happiness award for its people. It won it in 2018. 
And I ask you why people were happy in Finland, and what did you tell me? That's a tricky question. Uh, the the World Happiness Report is reporting how people feel, how people evaluate their own life. So, in in the case of Finland, I would say that uh, in Finland people are happy because we are living in a free and open society. And an open society which gives uh, possibilities to all kinds of people. Okay. Well, you would a little bit, you said last time it was because they were in co-ops. Co-ops makes your life easier. Co-op makes your life easier. And, and you can feel that you are part of a, of a society which is building a better world in, in that way that makes your life happier. And again, there's... Then thinking about cooperatives and happiness. Okay. Makes your life easier and, and gives you also, of course, possibility to enjoy your life in many other ways. So you said you don't have to think about your everyday life. You said there are five point five million people in Finland, and how many people in Finland belong to co-ops? We are having five point five million people in Finland, and those people are having seven point four million memberships. So usually, people are belonging to more than one cooperative. So they have 7.4 million mem- cooperatives in Finland. So there's 7.4 point, point million cooperative memberships in Finland, and there's 5.5 million people. So just that number alone says that you have to be in more. Some of those people have to be in more than one co-op. You have more exactly. co-op memberships than you have members. Now, you know, we have the same thing here in the U.S. There's 330 million people in the U.S., and we have about 350 million memberships. So we have the same kind of ratio, except that yours, you you know, you're like 1.5 million members to a person in Finland, and we only have maybe a little over one. This would almost look like everybody in America be, uh, is a member of a co-op, which isn't true. Because we kind of figured there's only about 140 different people that belong to membership members. You have a membership in a co-op in the U.S., but you belong to three co-ops. I belong to about five, I think seven, maybe. And um, you said that some of the farmers in Finland belong to maybe up to 10 different co-ops. So would you estimate how many of that 5.5 million people or how many adults belong to co-ops in Finland? Uh, approximately 90% of Finns are members, at least in, in one cooperative. 90% of Finns okay. are members, at least in one cooperative. And so we, we have 40 to 50% of the population in the U.S. belong to co-ops. You have 90% of the Finlanders belong to co-ops okay yeah but you also said something interesting that a lot of those people may not know the values and principles of cooperation in finland yeah and and they don't even understand that they own a cooperative 
And maybe that one, maybe one of the reasons for that is that a membership fee, let's say in our consumer cooperative, the membership fee is only 100 euro, and you pay it once. So if you are paying 100 euro, which is approximately 100 US dollars, it's not so much. So you don't understand that when when I pay only 100 euro, I am an owner of a company, which is a very big company in our case. Our cooperatives are big companies. They are big companies, uh, the S group having 40,000 employees. So we are one here in Finland, the S group is the biggest private employer with 40,000 employees. So we are a big company here in Finland. And if I pay only 100 euro, I don't understand that how, how could I own this company. That is one reason, the small amount of membership fee. And then the other reason is that, as I told earlier, that the cooperative business model is it's not so widely teached in schools right. or in universities. So the model is not so widely known. What does it mean? What does it mean, the cooperative business model? Okay. I... Um... I find it interesting that in the U.S. people don't know what a co-op is, and that's why NCB has sponsored this program, is to get people to understand about a co-op, how it works, how it functions, the ownership, the benefits of, all the things that we've been talking about. But I'm surprised that with 90% of the people in Finland belongs and have memberships in co-ops, that is still not taught in the schools, it's still not widely known what a co-op is, and that they really own it. That That's a little bit surprising to me. So what what does the S group do, or what, what with 40,000 employees, what are things that you are doing or can do to get people to understand what a co-op is and what their membership means, what their ownership means? Of course, we have to communicate with our personnel so that at least our personnel understands what does it mean. And we are also teaching them how to answer the question when, when our personnel needs customers, let's say, in our grocery shops. We want that our personnel there, the shopkeepers, the, the personnel there in a shop, they know how to answer, how to sell the membership to customers. That is one thing that which is on our own hands. But uh, we do the same, like you mentioned, that we are sponsoring the universities. We are doing the same here in Finland. The cooperatives are one of the biggest sponsors of universities. And of course, then the aim is to raise awareness about the cooperative business model in university for university students. We in the co-op world, we have to do a much better job of promoting the brand of cooperation. Exactly. And and that's I'm I'm hearing that too. I didn't understand that the last time we talked and just got it now. 
because you had said it earlier in the program that people do not under in Finland don't understand what a co-op is. A national co-op yeah. bank did some focus groups uh, ten years ago, and the hypotheses were that people didn't know what co-ops were, and that's exactly what it proved. Yet ten people, different age range, didn't know what it looked like, tasted like, smelled like, didn't know what to buy one, get one. So, yeah, that's yeah. very normal. So, yeah, we'll keep yeah. working on that. So how many times have uh, Finland won the Happiest People Award from the UN? That's a happy question, and I'm happy to answer that. We have won that five times. So five years in a row now, we are the happiest country in the world. And, and maybe one reason for that uh, might also be that we are nature lovers, and Finland is a very beautiful country. 75% of the land here is forest. So we have plenty of opportunities to go to a forest, to do skiing, to do wandering, to do walking, to do cycling in a forest where the air is fresh and you can see the, the nature blooming. Okay, so that's the invitation to come to Finland, everybody. Okay, I got it. <laughs> To be around happy people and to be around the forest with fresh air and sunshine and okay, seven point four million memberships and the five point five million people. You know we're going to take our final break, and as I know it, this time goes by fast because I'm having fun being extremely happy with you, Marjana. And uh, I wanted to talk a, bit, a little bit about COVID and the future coming out of COVID. We'll be right back and we'll talk more to Marjana about cooperation in Finland. Your news talk station. Welcome back, everybody. This is Vernon Oaks. The program is Everything Co-op, and I'm talking to Marjana from Finland. Uh, Finland has won five years in a row the UN's designation as a country with the happiest people. And we have talked about the values and principles of cooperation, but I just want to quickly review those because we've talked about three, four, five, and three, four, five, six, and seven. But one and two, one is a volunteer and open membership. It doesn't make any difference who you are. If it's a co-op, you can join it. Democratic member control, that's one member, one vote. It's not the, you cannot have more than one membership. Then there's member economic participation. Marjana has said it costs 100 euros to join. It's a very small fee. It's like $100 in the U.S., and a lot of the food co-ops that I've joined, I've joined three. That's the membership, 100. It may be 500, but 100 is the norm uh, here in the U.S. also. And then the fourth one is automatic uh, autonomy and independence. You must have control. The members must have control of the business. The fifth one is education, training, and information. We've talked a lot about that, the need for more training of the population and the politicians. The sixth one is cooperation among co-ops, and the seventh one is concern for community. And all of those are the reasons that people are the happiest people in the world, that Finlanders are the happiest people in the world five times in a row because they get to exercise these principles and the values of 
honesty, openness, social responsibility, and caring for others. I think I call it the golden rule, which almost all religions have some form of the golden rule, caring for one another. Marjana, my question that I want to turn to you now is about COVID. How has the S group with all of your restaurants and grocery stores, department store, car dealers, uh, bank, uh, financial institution. How have you all worked through COVID and what are some of the kind of policies that you put in place? Uh, these past two years with COVID-19 pandemia have been very long and difficult for, for our regional consumer cooperatives. That is because we have so many hotels and restaurants which we had to be, which we have had them closed because we haven't had any tourists and even pins have stayed at home. So the hotels have been closed. Our restaurants have mainly been closed as well. And of course, our food business, the grocery business, all our our shops and supermarkets, they have been open. In, in the way regarding retailing, we did the opposite than some other countries. We kept our shops open. We even uh, increased the opening hours so that our shops were open seven days a week, 24 hours a day. So we kept our grocery shops open so that customers a very good possibility to choose the time when they did their shopping. So let me, let me just, you open 24 hours a day, seven days a week in your grocery stores so people could come any time of the day and you don't have the crowds, therefore, exactly. to shop. And exactly. they could tape their distance, wash their hands, do all, all kind, wear a mask. They did all of these things 24-7. Not every shop, not every shop, okay. but the biggest grocery hypermarkets we get open 24 hours a day and seven days a week. But what, what was also uh, helpful for our members in, in the pandemic time was that e-commerce helped the families to do grocery shopping. So either you ordered your grocery shopping home delivery or you ordered your products online and picked the shoppings from the shop so that you didn't have to go inside the shop. The personnel picked the products you had ordered online. We call it click and collect. So we tried to help the families in in that way. Okay. Click and collect. Go to your computer, click what you want, come to the store, pick it up, or have it delivered. 24-7 for some of the larger ones. The hotels and the restaurants were closed. Car dealers, were they open or closed? They were open, yes. And and one funny, or not so funny, one phenomenon was that people wanted to buy car because they, did, they didn't want to use buses or trains. They wanted to drive their own car. They felt it was safety for them to travel. Yeah, it's interesting. I have a, a recreational vehicle. They went up in value about $10,000 because everybody wanted a recreational vehicle because you couldn't fly. So if you traveled, you wanted to carry your food and your bathroom with you. And, um, yeah, it's amazing that that in Finland, 
Well, I know that the cars in the U.S. became scarce because that people were buying them in, in used cars. They were cost more because of the same thing that people were driving more. Okay. And of course, and of course, office workers. We we stayed at home. We we are working remote. And now, when when the situation is not so bad anymore with the COVID nineteen, we are using the hybrid model, so that we we can stay at home and work work remote or go to the office. Okay. But our headquarters was closed during the first time of the COVID nineteen. No visitors, and and we people we we worked from home. Did the co-ops, did they, any of them go out of business? Uh, I assume when hotels and restaurants are closed, they lost money. But did they go out of business or did they no, did no, not no. go out of business? No, no. They lost money, of course, but they, we survived because of the grocery business. We survived. Well, did the, the profits from the grocery business or the profits from the car dealers, did they share in that profits to these other stores that were closed so the hotel workers and the and the restaurant workers could make a, still get some money? We were lucky in that sense that because of the growing member of e-commerce, we, of course, we needed personnel, more personnel, to do the picking in shops. Ah. So we hired the people from restaurants to come to the supermarket. Okay. okay. So, so that was very helpful for the families, for the workers in restaurants and hotels. Fantastic. So, so they still got salary, but they changed their work. All right. So that, we, that's... Were very, we, were, we were very lucky in that sense. We were very lucky in that sense. So that's... That we could offer them job. So I have heard the and same story. Them. Yeah, we could keep them in the family, so to say. So in Mondragon, and I heard the same things when, when, when bad times happen for whatever reason, that all of the different companies can pitch in and help and maybe even take lower salaries or whatever to help out to make sure that everybody, people first, okay, that everybody then can live and survive. And here, the grocery stores are increasing the... the the, num- the amount of work that needs to be done, and so you can give those people that have lost their jobs because they they closed work, and everybody can eat. Okay, the phenomenal, great. Co- another benefit for cooperation in wide and filling layers can be happiest people in the world, even through COVID. Neat. They still have income coming in. So what does the future look like? We only have a couple, three or four minutes left. Let's talk about the future. So hopefully we're coming out of COVID. It keeps getting higher and lower and higher and lower. But what do you, what do you see the lessons learned uh, from COVID, both e-commerce and giving people jobs that lost their jobs in one area to another? So this cooperation among co-ops is working. How do you see the future looking for people of Finland, particularly in the co-ops? I would say that uh, the future is bright because Finns have found their they neighborhood. Let's say the fitness places have been closed during the COVID, but people have gone out. They have gone to forest. They have, we have almost 200,000 lakes. People have spent time by the lake. 
they have done hiking, they have ski, done skiing, downhill skiing, they have traveled inside Finland because they couldn't have uh, have possibility to travel abroad. So people have stayed at home or traveled here in Finland. So, so now they know the possibilities of the Finnish nature of Finland, of our beautiful countryside. They know them better. So they are even more happy now <laughs> okay. after this experience. So they have found they, they homeland. Wonderful. What you've done also, Marjana, is you have really, I've not been to Finland. You've really, really made me want to come, uh, not so much for the snow in the wintertime, but for the summer in the, the 2000 lakes. Uh, I used to do snow skiing and water skiing. Uh, Sorry, don't 200,000. Do 200,000 200, lakes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Two million saunas. Thank so, you, Vernon. I just okay. You may get an email from me that I'm coming. For everybody out there, please join a co-op. Get happy. You can also have a say in how the co-op operates. That's the that is the benefit of cooperation. You have a say. Everybody out there, we'll be back next Thursday. Please live cooperatively and have a happy time.